What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Inner Athlete. This is episode number 57, and today's episode is going to be a little bit different, um, and I actually have a couple of episodes lined up for you guys where it's not just me talking. Uh, I've actually been trying to expand and getting a little bit out of my comfort zone, and I'm looking forward to bringing some guest speakers on, and my very first one is a very special, special young lady. Her name is Abby, and she's been a client of mine since earlier this year, I think around February or March, and has seen... Uh, amazing results. Um, I think she's down about 20 to 30 pounds, somewhere in that range and is looking and feeling amazing. And I just, I love her energy. I love everything that she brings to her. Just her life is just something that every time I got on the phone with her, it was so great that it was, it was hardly ever troubleshooting anything. And it was almost like an excited feeling of talking to somebody who I just feel like has such an amazing outlook at life. And I do think that her story is something that we can all learn a little bit from. And I know she's not the only person in this world that has been touched by some form of cancer. Uh, but in particular, Abby is a breast cancer survivor. And it's been really cool to see how I believe that her mental toughness in her own journey to overcome that and the things that she had to experience and go through has transcended into her mental toughness with everything else. And, and I actually don't even want to consider it mental toughness. I just think it's a different perception, a, a different way to look at the journey she's on and, and the goals that she's set for herself. You know, she's never been one to feel restricted or, or held back or feeling like she can't live the life that she wants to live by taking care of herself. And that's something that I true heartedly do value in every one of the clients that I find. And, and those are the clients I feel get the most success. So without further ado, I want to go ahead and let you guys listen in on my episode which is a little talk with my clients and her, uh, just going over her journey and all of the things that she's had to experience. So uh, I hope you get some value out of this episode. I'm going to stop talking now and let you listen in. Um, so, all right, guys. So the reason I wanted Abby to talk tonight, um, it's been kind of like in the works you know, originally I was going to just do podcasts. I'm like, you know what? I want to do podcasts, but I also want her to be able to talk to you guys as well is, um, Abby's got a pretty awesome story. Uh, but she's been a client of mine since when did we start working together? Like March, somewhere around there. Yeah. Beginning of March. Yeah. And, and she texted me the other day and she hit her goal weight and <laughs> she's like, and it was just like, so cool because it's like, we talked about how, like, it's not so much the goal of like the weight, but like, man, like you set this goal in your head and you finally see it coming to fruition. And, um, you know, when I first got introduced to Abby, it was, it was actually by another coach who felt like she was out of her scope. She was like, you know, I really don't do CrossFit. I don't really know anything, you know, Cheryl, I think you'd be a better fit for her. And I was like, Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's kind of cool the way it worked out because I've gotten to know her pretty well over the last few months. And I'm just, uh, I'm just fired up because I don't know a lot about her journey. Um, but I know that I've had a couple of other clients that have dealt with the situation that she's been in. Amy, you might actually have that. I don't even know about this. Um, so um, I, I just want to start by talking, I guess, let Abby talk a little bit about before you coming to me, um, fill people in a little bit about your backstory as to how do I say this, you know, without actually saying it. So Abby is a breast cancer survivor. Okay. Um, and I want, I want people to know a little bit more about that from you and, and a little bit more about that time in your life and, and kind of like, you know, kind of going through that process a little bit. So I want to let the floor open up to you 
and you kind of give us a little bit about like what that diagnosis was like when you first heard it. Okay. Um, so I was uh, diagnosed back in 2013. Um, I was 31 years old. Um, I guess to preface that, um, my mom is a breast cancer survivor as well. Um, she was diagnosed when she was 41. I was in college. Um, and, you know, they say that now uh, mammograms are required or, you know, they, they start um, doing mammograms 10 years prior um, to when a family member was diagnosed. So um, in 2013, I would have been, you know, scheduled to actually have a mammogram. Um, but I found a lump. Um, it was about two weeks or so after I had got back from my honeymoon. Um, and I found a lump in my breast. So um, went and saw my gynecologist. Um, fast forward to, uh, you know, day I go for a mammogram. Um, they sent me to ultrasound, back to mammogram, back to ultrasound. And at that point I was mad because I missed my nail appointment and <laughs> I didn't, you know, I knew something obviously wasn't right. Um, so they didn't even, I, I mean, this is totally not <laughs> per book, I'm sure as far as med medical, uh, you know, like protocol, but um, they sent me to my gynecologist who that day without a biopsy said, um, we're pretty sure you have breast cancer. Um, so at that point, um, I was scheduled for a biopsy the next day. Um, and by the end of the week, um, the, you know, surgeon told me that I in fact had breast cancer. Um, I'm from a small town, um, in Pennsylvania. And he said, you know, he said, we can treat you. He said, but we're seeing really aggressive cancers in young women. So they referred me to um, a bigger hospital out in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So um, that was actually on October 2nd um, and October 15th, I went to Pittsburgh and spent the entire day there, met with my oncologist, met with the surgical team, met with everybody. Um, so I started um, chemo on November 3rd. Um, and I was what they considered stage three because it was in my lymph nodes. Um, I was HER2 positive, which is a protein, um, that fuels the cancer. So my mom was estrogen. Um, hers was estrogen receptive, which your the own you know, your own estrogen that you produce, um, fuels that cancer. So it's kind of more slow growing. HER2 is a protein that fuels the cancer. So it's very aggressive and grows very quickly. Um, in the month or so that I found the lump and be, by the time I went to Pittsburgh, my left breast was visibly larger than my right. Um, that's how much it had grown. So um, but they say the good thing about aggressive cancers are that they respond very well to treatment. So my plan of attack was six rounds of chemo, um, like a true chemo cocktail. And then after that, I would receive a 
for the year following, I would receive a drug they call Herceptin, which I got in my original chemo cocktail, but um, I continued that every three weeks for an entire year after I was diagnosed. So um, after, sorry, my dad was just calling me. Um, <laughs> so, so after uh, my six true chemo cocktail, you know, treatments, um, I then had a, um, I had a mastectomy on my left side. And after that did radiation, um, 33, I think sessions of radiation. Um, and then at that point did the Herceptin for a year. Um, after that, after the first, um, my chemo treatment, after the first chemo treatment, I went back for my second one and the PA always checks you. And, um, she said, it was in your left breast. Right. And I said, yeah, I said, I said, that's right. And she said, well, she said, I just wanted to make sure she said, because I'm not feeling anything. So that's how much it had shrunk after just one chemo treatment. Um, she couldn't find the lump anymore. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was amazing, you know, in itself. Um, but so, um, and I, I mean, I did reconstructive surgery um, after everything. I chose to do a flap surgery where they take your own tissue. Um, so they used my stomach tissue. They cut me hip to hip. Um, and in essence, it's a tummy tuck. Um, and, but it, it's not glamorous <laughs> at all. Yeah. Um, but they cut me hip to hip and use that tissue to form breasts. Um, that was my own personal choice. I chose not to read um, comments and other people's experiences because, you know, most times people only write about negative things. Um, and I really didn't, I knew that I was younger than probably most people that had experienced this. So, and I knew that I was stronger than most people that were, you know, probably 56 year olds old getting, going through this. Uh, I didn't want implants because of my age and because you have to have them redone every 10 years. Um, and a lot of times scar tissue can affect the implants. So um, that was my choice in doing that. Um, I put on weight that way I would have enough tissue to form breasts um and which is great but then you are done with the surgery and you come out of surgery still the same weight yeah just a different place um so I guess that was you know to segue into after that was when I really was like okay um I need I need to get my body back to the way I know my body um, and how I can be. So that's kind of the beginning of my story, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, just kind of going over that, you went through a lot of the process and, and, and one of the main things that I really, I feel so touched by when, you know, cause you're, I, I recently had a client who I thought might've been on here tonight, but she's not, but she, in working with me, we found her um, lump, you know, with her losing weight, she was able to 
realized something was not right and was diagnosed and had to, with working with me, she went through the chemo, the radiation and God, like the, some of the calls I would, I would pick up the phone and she would be hysterical on the other end in so much pain from the radiation, the burns, the skin, just like so sensitive and all of that stuff. And I mean, you know, she's older than you, but like being 31 years old, just married, like, I mean, like, what was your mindset? Like, were you like going through this? Like, oh my gosh, like what if, and and the, the main thing is not to sound grim, but like guys, life can change in a day. Like you just being married and like going to your appointment, you're like looking for your nail appointment. And, and then it's like, nope, my life just completely changed. And we take that for granted every single day that, that we could be walking down a street and something bad happened and not ever know it. And, you know, with you going through all that, like the mental toughness, the, the everything, like how, how was that for you in terms of like, how did you keep yourself? Like, like, I'm sure you had to have experienced times where like, you just felt like giving up because it was probably so much overwhelmed between the stress of the appointments and the this and the that, and like managing everything, like what really kept you going? Uh, a two-year-old, a two-year-old <laughs> little girl. <laughs> exactly. Uh, who, yeah. Who is, yeah. I mean, who is now 10 and, you know, of course going on 20. <laughs> um, but honestly, I mean, that was it. And, and, you know, I don't know through the whole thing. I mean, obviously I have an amazing support system, um, with my mom and you know what I mean? And everybody, mm-hmm. but it was almost like, I mean, my mom and I, you have to find some sort of humor in it. Um, and, and, and I know that some people don't deal with things that way. Um, I am a kind of more like ignorance is bliss. Um, I did not, like I said about the surgeries, like I did not web MD anything. I did not do research on the internet. Um, when they told me that this is your, this is our plan of attack. Fine. Let me know when to be here. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't know how to explain because I've, I've talked to other, there's been other women, um, around my age that I've talked to, and some have had a very negative approach, um, to everything. Um, you know, and kind of like the, why, why me? Um, that was really not my approach. I approached it as, you know what, this is, I was chosen to go through this for a reason. Um, and you know, if I can, if I can inspire, if I can encourage someone else, then that's, that's why. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think, uh, again, you know, staying positive throughout the whole thing and, and some people can't do that. Um, but I, I, you know, I did, I chose to, it was like, this is, it is what it is. Um, we're, we're going to get through it and we're going to move on. Um, so. And that's like such a good awareness for everybody who, you know, like we take so much for granted that negativity, positively, 
situations are going to be there and our reaction to them is our choice. And you made the choice to say, I can roll over and be upset about this, or I can accept that this is my life right now. And I can keep living it because I've got a two-year-old kid that I'm raising. I've got a husband and I've got a family that wants to see me here for the next 30, 30 to 60 years of my life. And, and that I think is, is so powerful for people who like, you know, cause I honestly think, and this is where I want to segue into you going into CrossFit and, and the nutrition coaching is I honestly think that's what makes you so coachable. You are so coachable because you're like, all right, this is it. This is the way it's going to be. I'm going to keep going. And that is a skill that you likely from whatever your upbringing was from whatever your parents taught you when you were five, six, seven, whatever beliefs you had, like you were meant to believe like, Hey, like I can get through th hard things. Like I can experience hard things and keep going. I can't, I can't dictate the outcome of them, but I can sure as hell make sure that every day I'm doing what I can to make it the best day it's going to be. And that tomorrow is going to be even a little bit better. And, and that's something that I'm sure that your daughter can really obviously appreciate about you for sure. Um, so how did you find CrossFit? That, um, well, like I <laughs> said, that? <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I drank, I drank the juice. Um, no, I, um, well, after my surgery, um, once I was feeling like recovered and, and everything. And like I said, I mean, I had put on, I put on 20 pounds, um, because after chemo, you can actually taste food and it yeah. tastes how it should. And it's good. And you know what I mean? Like all the things, um, so I put on 20 pounds. Um, and so in January of 2016 or 17, um, I did whole 30, lost 20 pounds and felt somewhat, you know, back to somewhat normal. Um, and then at that point it was like, okay, you know what? Like, but I'm not strong. And, you know, my daughter was still at the age. I mean, shoot, she's 10. She's almost as big as me. She still wants picked up. Um, but you know, if she fell asleep in the car, I couldn't, I couldn't get her in the house. Um, and I, and I didn't like that because I'm an independent person, <laughs> even though, you know, I, I love my husband dearly and, and it, you know, there are things I need him for like killing spiders and those kind of things. Um, I, I wanted to be able to do that myself. And I wanted, you know, if she wanted picked up, I wanted to be able to pick her up. Um, so on Facebook, I saw a, a, um, advertisement for the new you challenge. Um, and so I looked into it and I had an interview and they were interviewing women. It was an all women kind of challenge. And so I, I remember going that day, um, and not even knowing what to expect. Again, ignorance is bliss. Didn't even know what CrossFit was. Um, and I just remember they were, they were doing a wad and they were jumping on boxes and they were, you know, lifting barbells and it was lasting a really long time. Um, and I talked to the coach um, and, you know, told her like, I haven't really worked out since I got pregnant with my daughter, um, in 2010 and it was 2017. And so it was a six week challenge and it, it was awful. It was three days a week <laughs> and 
I was so sore, so sore. I mean, I, I, I played sports in high school. Um, I, I would compare it to like volleyball camp when you don't do anything all summer long. And then you got two weeks, you know, where you're whipped into shape uh, and you can't sit down to pee like, cause your legs hurt so bad. Um, that's what it was. And, but at the end of the six weeks, I knew I wasn't, I wasn't going to stop. Yeah. Um, it, I was like this, I need to do this. I need to do this every day. I can't stop. So four years later, still doing it every day. (laughs) It's so cool that you were a success story from the new year challenge, because those were a big thing for like, uh, about a year and a half in CrossFit. In fact, the gym that I was at, uh, we, we ran them like, and we would get like, I would be doing interviews with the, with the, uh, with the owner of the gym and we would get like huge group of women and maybe three would stay. I know. Like it was sad. Like it was like, you would get, you would get these people in and, and then like three people would actually stay for the whole thing. And honestly, one of my clients, believe it or not, we're still really good friends. She is, uh, from the new you challenge from like years ago and it's cool. Um, so it's cool how you also said you started with the whole 30, because I think you guys can all relate to, I know Scott's CrossFit, Janice, she's CrossFit, Amy, you're CrossFit, right? You do CrossFit. So oh, yeah. all kind of experience this, this whole 30 paleo mentality that is like supposed to be the solution to all of our inflammation, to all of our, you know, our joint pain and this and that. And then like you do it for 90, 180, 240, 360 days. And you're like, all right, like, uh, is this really the rest of my life? Like I can't have real peanut butter cause it's a legume. Like, yeah, that was really where we all were. So what got you to reach out for nutrition coaching at some point, obviously? Well, I mean, I started CrossFit and I was, you know, we did the new challenge. Um, yeah. yes, my body mm-hmm. composition changed. I lost inches. Mm-hmm. Um, but really I stayed around the same weight um, for almost four years and I eat pretty clean. Um, I, I, you know, I don't eat junk. Um, so I was, I was very frustrated. Um, and I did whole 30 again, uh, in January of this year and really didn't lose any weight. And I'm like, okay, what something's got to give. Um, I knew, you know, I had heard about the whole counting macros and all that kind of stuff. I was very overwhelmed on trying to take that on myself. I had no idea what I was even doing. Um, and I didn't even know, I didn't know what I guess my body needed, um, while working out five days a week, you know, most weeks, um, and so that's why I was like, you know what, I, I'm, I've been doing this for four years, putting in work for four years, really not seeing much definition other than my legs. Something's got to change. And so that's funny, kind of, yeah, it's funny you say that because that's so typical in CrossFit, like, because we're, because we are CrossFit people typically, or more performance-based, like we go to the gym for the community for like you know, feeling good. Like we want to see our, our workout times go down, our strength go up that 
even though we know we're like, why isn't my body composition changing? We don't really know why. And it's honestly the biggest fault on CrossFit in general that their nutrition protocols are kind of outdated and it's really, it's really based on just overall, like there's no real change in that. So I think it's awesome. And, and yeah, I mean, I think it can be very, very, very overwhelming. Um, so you are honestly, what I, what I love about working with you is I've never had to force you to be like specific on, on things. Like you've always been like very range and still have gotten amazing results to the fact that I'm like, wow, like I hardly had to do any adjustments throughout the entire process. Like your weight went down without many adjustments. So kind of segueing into your own nutrition journey here. And I am going to pull it back to your story because I do think there is a huge reason why you're so successful with what you're doing is what do you feel like really helped you be successful when you first started? So when you, when you first started nutrition coaching, you were like, whoa, I'm overwhelmed. Like never done this macro thing. Only ever really looked at food quality. Um, like what helped you like really dial things in? What was the focus point for you that made the biggest switch? Like what did you have to um, I guess, I mean, I think tracking, I mean, like what made that just, become, yeah. Meaning like what made that become like, okay. Cause we can all say like, so there was a time in my life where I'm like, tracking is overwhelming. I don't want to track my food. Like I would track for like two days and I'd be like, oh shit. Like, so what, what was like the, all right, I'm going to do this. Like what, what made it easier for you to do that? I, I think the fact that I, I wanted to see results. Like it was time for me to make a change and see results in myself. Um, and the need to be able to see the muscle that I, I know I have, it's somewhere, but I can't see it. Yeah. Um, so that was my biggest motivation. And that was my like, okay, you're telling me that this is how much protein I need to eat a day. This is how much protein I'm going to eat a day. Um, and again, it's, it goes back to the ignorance is bliss, like trust the process, whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do it. Same thing with the doctors. You know, I mean, I'm sure there's people that, sorry, my dog wants in the house. Um, yeah. I'm sure that there, you know, there's people that get second and third opinions and, you know, find every, every way to delay the process, I guess. But for me, it was just like, okay, if I, if you can't help me, well, and you're telling me that Cheryl can help me, then I'm going to trust that Cheryl can help me. And I'm going to get this done. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love it, dude. And, and, and what you said is so important because it's honestly, I, at one point in my life had to lose weight again. And I remember it was the same thing for me. It was like, you know what? Like no BS, like, I'm just going to do this. And I think that everybody has that opening moment. Um, and what's cool about this is like, I, as I was mentioning, we, we get to choose our hard is like, you made that choice. Like you took the hard way, the right way by choice this time, whereas before you didn't. And, and that is where I feel like that does make you coachable. Like you, you like from day one, we're never like, but I don't feel like doing this, but but I'm too tired. Like if I told you to do something, you did it. And, and that also allowed me to be more flexible with you. Like I, I never, I've never had to be like, be within five grams of your macros. Cause I've always been like, well, your feedback report is good. Like you have a good range. Like 
you can still afford a drink here and there. In fact, I follow you on Instagram and I like love watching your like enjoying a glass of wine while I'm cooking my dinner. Like that's all like makes me as a coach so happy for you. And that's not me wanting, I, I don't want the credit at all. Like when I'm saying that to you, I want you to understand, like I have you on here today because I truly do think you are a hard ass worker in your life and, and everything and, and all of that kinds of stuff. So I just, it's making me get kind of like sad right now, because I do think that you are, <laughs> you are awesome. I really do feel like you have just, you know, so even listening to your story tonight has been, has been awesome. So, all right. So now we're at this place right now, you're like hitting your goal weight and all that kind of stuff. You're, you're kind of like taking the training wheels off. Like we check in like once a month now, uh, things are going smooth. Like what's, what's next for you? Like, what do you feel like is going to be coming next? Uh, going next, next year is my 40th birthday. Um, I, I don't, I don't know how it's possible. I, I don't feel <laughs> 40 by any means. Um, but I, I guess I want to, I want to see how, how much definition I can truly get. I'm gonna um, say it. She's going to get a six pack by 40. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said a four pack. She um, said a four pack. I'm like, so, okay, we'll go with the four pack. I'll go with the four pack. But, we'll, go, um, we'll go six pack po- post cardio six pack. <laughs> yes bye. Also, like after you sweat you're like oh I look really lean right now so uh, <laughs> I love that when is your birthday so that's, that's September 8th oh perfect so, so about a year I like it yeah I like so it. that's I mean honestly like I I feel like I'm I most certainly am in better shape even at 39 that I was when I was playing sports in high school you know like um and it's fantastic and for me, I just want to be an example for number one, my daughter, um, you know, that it doesn't matter what your age is, you know, you most certainly can do anything. Um, but for other, you know, again, other breast cancer survivors and people that are fighting right now, um, that's my biggest motivation. Yeah. There's another woman that I want to hear this to. Her name is Susie. She's kind of going through, she's finishing up. She, I don't want to jinx her because she just got cleared that she's uh, cancer free, which is awesome. She's been going through. That's fantastic. um, Something that I think also is kind of pulling back into this, like, you know, you going through this, you know, journey with breast cancer and now is every check-in I ever had with you, you're always like, I don't even feel like I'm dieting. Like I don't feel restricted. And it goes down to this mindset thing that I think you also had when you talked about other people that, you know, that have experienced what you went through and you're like, they're so negative. And you're like, well, I can be negative or I can just be like, it is what it is. And yeah. it's on your journey, you're like, you don't like, you're like, I don't even feel like I'm dieting. I don't really feel like I'm being that restricted. Like you feel, you know, like, I mean, the month of July was kind of like, I don't want to call it a wash. It was like a, a month of like, you were out and about and enjoying, right. you know, things like that has been such a, a thing that I think that people on here specifically, and people that are going to listen to can, cannot sometimes relate to that. It, it does. I mean, I know Amy, we were just talking on our, our group call. You're like, well, I, I just got to get used to things, you know? So, um, that's awesome that you've never felt that way because that's what I want for all of you guys is that you're, you're like in a place where like, you don't feel, um, you know, like you're in a diet. So in terms of your diagnosis, cancer-free, 
what does the rest of your life look like in terms of check-ins on that and all that kind of stuff? Like, are you in the clear or do you have to go routinely now? Like, how does that work? Uh, I don't, I don't know that you're ever in the clear. Yeah. Um, so I go every year. Um, I go to the oncologist and um, they don't do scans. Um, I, I don't have them. I don't have to have a mammogram, which I'm sorry for the ladies out there that still have to have mammograms. I'm, I'm really sorry. It's awful. But um, because my breasts are stomach tissue, they don't do mammograms. Um, hallelujah. Yeah. But um, so they find that the survival rate, which I hate that term, um, but they find that sur- the survival rate is no higher if they do scans, say like, a PET scan or, or whatever every year, um, the radiation that the scan does, you know, the damage that the radiation does to your body is actually worse. Um, so, so they don't, they don't scan me every year. Um, it's more just like a, um, like a physical kind of exam. Um, I obviously am always, you know, doing self exams. Um, and like last year, um, I felt like I, I, I felt something that wasn't quite right. Um, my oncologist felt it. She felt the same thing. Uh, it ended up just being fat necrosis because um, I had liposuction done and they uh, injected fat um, up into the top because it kind of like had hollowed out a little bit. So it ended up just being a fat necrosis. But anything like that is... Yeah super scary. I mean, I had to go and, um, you know, have like a kind of like a biopsy thing done and, um, you know, the, the radiation, the radiologist, she like broke it up and it, it was a whole thing. Um, I totally get, you know, white coat anxiety. Most certainly I, I don't like going to the doctor. Um, so I, I really go to my oncologist and my gynecologist because I have to, but other than that, I don't really like going to the doctor. Yeah, I'm the same way. Um, yeah, I, I don't like it. Um, now the only thing is, is like, um, so because, um, I had breast cancer, they said that ovarian cancer would be the next, like if cancer came back and chose its spot, um, that would probably be the next spot. Um, so I only have one ovary. Um, I had complications with my daughter. Uh, and so I only have one ovary, but, um, so just, you know, keeping up with that yearly as well, but, um, you know, that's it. And I, I guess that's another reason, um, I'm so adamant about being healthy and eating healthy and, watching what I put in my body because I can control that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if, if I can do my part to hopefully, you know, make sure that it doesn't come back, then that's most certainly what I'm going to do. Yeah. It's crazy. You mentioned that because I know like, this is just like a tangent, but like my mom, like whenever I used to take my phone and put it here, like, don't do that. She would freak out on me. I'm like, why? She's like, that could cause breast cancer. It's, but I, I wouldn't know. Like, I mean, I, there's little things like that. I mean, 
people don't, you know, obviously they talk about plastics and say you shouldn't be using plastics at all for anything. But I'm like, well, you buy literally everything at the grocery stores in plastic, but it's, it's crazy yeah. to be exposed to many things, but it is, it is crazy, you know? So, I mean, I think the other cool thing about you being in CrossFit is CrossFit does do obviously the month of October is breast cancer awareness month. And next week you are celebrating, you are going to be doing the barbells for boobs event, right? Yeah. 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 We're doing grace. That's been, that's been a thing since I started CrossFit. I have pictures of like cool shit that we used to do every single year. We would do barbell, barbells for boobs. Um, sometimes it was grace. Uh, then they did this thing called Helen meets grace. Right. I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. So we've always done like a barbells for boobs event. It's a really, really cool thing. So, um, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your story, Abby. Like, I, I hope that people that listen to this get a lot of value out of it. Um, because I definitely do because, and here's, here's the biggest thing. And I want to leave you guys with, with this whole situation is like, we, like I said, in the beginning, we often say things are hard and the things that we're saying are harder are a choice. Like you made the hard decision to say, Hey, like, I want to get my nutrition under control. Um, but you would experience something that was not your choice. That was really hard. And, and it's, and I've said this before, but like, we get to choose our hard. And, and sometimes the things that are hard are saving us from the things that are really hard. Like, you know, whether it be like, you know, it's hard to track my food. Well, it's also hard to be, you know, dealing with like diabetes or other things like that, that could be the repercussions of your eating habits. And, and yes, this isn't a body composition hard, but it is, it is true. Like you can be deal with the heart of like staying the same or deal with the heart of like making those decisions to change something. And so I'm just really proud of you for all of your hard work. And I'm so happy that we're like, I know we're walking that fine line of goal weight, but uh, I, I love that you're, uh, you're, you're achieving the good things that you wanted to see for yourself. So keep up the good work. Thanks. So, 